Hello, I am Yogini Sunita and this is Meditation, Yoga and Stuff podcast. I believe my dharma or my life's purpose is to share my understanding of meditation, yoga and Ayurveda, holistic healing science of India. I make these amazing wisdoms accessible and adaptable for present times. So let's start. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today's uh, our guest, I'm very excited about having Amy on our podcast. So Amy, can you please introduce yourself? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sunita, for the invitation. Really appreciate it. Um, so my name is Amy Gaja. Um, I work as an integrated GP, so it's a more holistic minded these days. Um, but I, I'm from London. I've been in Sydney for almost 13 years now. And I started off in conventional medicine, you know, sort of mainstream general practice. And then my journey, which, um, you know, a lot of that journey in, in changing how I work has happened while I've been in Sydney. Um, so I've done sort of training through ACNOM, which is Australian College of Nutrition and Environmental Medicine. And obviously I've done yoga training, meditation training, um, coaching, NLP, etc. So it was for my own interest, but it was also to have these tools and knowledge so that I can help people as well. Um, so I love, you know, again, thinking of health in all its dimensions, you know, not, not just the physical, but obviously spiritual, mental, emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, from, from a time where it was just 10-minute appointments back in the UK, feeling quite frustrated and overwhelmed and also, also helpless that you can always help people. You're just giving out medications. You know, this journey over many years um, and all the knowledge and experience I've gained, it's really, you know, it's made my life more fulfilling such that I, I didn't end up leaving medicine, whereas that was a thought back, back then in the UK. And I, I enjoy what I do and I feel, you know, I guess with, with everything I've done, I've, and, and obviously still learning, you know, learning learning never stops. Um, it's it's nice to be in position to to be able to empower others as well, and for them to look at their life um, in a in a more holistic way. Wonderful, thank you, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate you know you doing this because the more you know holistic approach the doctors will bring in, I think that will help uh, everyone. You know, it's it's really uh, I really have. A uh, soft spot for you because <laughs> you're doing this. You know, it's such an amazing, amazing work you're doing. And you also uh, wrote a book uh, recently. Can you tell us about that? What is it about? And uh, uh, explain us like what what is the inspiration for the book? Yeah. So I published a book last year called Slow Butterfly: How Healing Your Thyroid Transforms Everything. Um, so one of my interests is is thyroid health, and it I guess it stemmed from the fact that well, one I've, I'd always wanted to write, and you know I hope to sort of still write write many more books. Um, and I was basically seeing a lot of patients, especially when I started um, in a holistic practice on the northern beaches, and I was seeing a lot of patients with thyroid issues. Um, who they may have been diagnosed and were put on medication by the GPs or their endocrinologists, the specialists, um, but they still weren't feeling better. But there were also patients who had all these sort of symptoms and nothing had been diagnosed. Um, 
and and also I guess also my, my own personal experience you know when I've been in stressful situations I can reflect back on that and and, and think yeah the, the thyroid was, was definitely affected and I just felt that there's not you know the the answer when it comes to um, hypothyroidism which is underactive thyroid and I focused on that because that's the most common like this underactive is overactive but hypothyroidism is, is is much more common and I really wanted to I guess um, well when I was seeing patients I was also doing my training with Actum so at the same time I was learning as well so even though I'd seen patients back in the UK you know, my, my, my knowledge then was, was very limited, you know, um, whereas now with this increasing understanding, I knew what to look for, what blood tests to do, also how to interpret them, because it's not about simple things like just looking at what's in the range, it's looking at, well, well is this optimal? Um, and also um, looking at the clinical picture and not just the, the, the numbers and the blood test. Um, and I've just found over time that with that increased understanding, I was able to sort of see into what was going on, you know, interpret the blood tests, you know, arrange for more appropriate testing, which helped to give a better picture. Um, mm. and, and then, you know, hypothyroidism, it's, it is a lifestyle illness, like, like most of what we're seeing today. And, and we know it's quite common knowledge amongst GPs now, you know, hypertension, diabetes, you know, yes, that's all lifestyle, but, but so is thyroid health and there's not enough awareness around the fact that there's so much we can do in our lifestyle as well as obviously herbs and nutrients and things like that and other other allied health modalities that can actually help with thyroid issues as well so it was more to bring that awareness and therefore help empower people that there's actually a lot within you that you can do beyond necessarily taking a medication because that's the only answer in mainstream medicine yeah yeah and that's what I thought like uh, I, I, this is actually very good information because I thought that if you have hypo or hyperthyroidism, you take medicine to manage that because that's what I knew. Yeah. Uh, my understanding was that's what it is. But you're saying that it is a lifestyle uh, disease kind of thing, which uh, can you elaborate a little bit about that and what are the symptoms people should look into? Like, if, like what, what, how does it manifest basically? Yeah, yeah. So with, with underactive or hypothyroid, um, so the, the common symptoms would be sort of fatigue, lethargy. Um, there can be gut issues like constipation. There can be sort of cold hands, cold feet, uh, sort of palpitations. Um, hair loss is another sort of common one as well. Weight issues as well. There's very wide ranging symptoms because the thyroid gland is controlled with so many functions. Um, so, so we tend to see various symptoms, but they, they tend to be the more, the more common ones. Um, there, there can also be high cholesterol, gallbladder issues, etc. as well. So the easy way to think of it is <clears throat> imagine like because the thyroid gland is involved in metabolism and mitochondrial function, energy production, etc. Think of the, think of it slowing down. So everything just slows down in the body. So there can also be low mood. Um, obviously sluggish bowels and sometimes you know constipation is one of the main symptoms that someone may have um, so yeah many many different systems in uh, symptoms involving many different systems because the thyroid gland is involved with, with so much right and so it's it can be in a way it can be easy to diagnose it especially when you put all the 
bits of the puzzle together. But on the other hand, because well, fatigue can be many other things as well, um, it's it can be also easy to miss as well. Hmm. Hmm. That was my hmm. another question. Like because fatigue is I've seen like uh, you know fatigue can be very common. I personally experience. with my ross river journey ross river virus journey that you know i feel fatigue but how do i know that which is, which yeah. fatigue is which so it's better to go to right uh, you know person a doctor who knows what is this about i think and they can put uh, two into two together does it make sense like is that what yeah. right yeah. yeah definitely look at the whole picture and um you know so yes certainly looking at the thyroid um let's test results as well as everything else just, just to sort of connect connect all the dots as well because obviously other things can affect the thyroid thyroid affects other things so it's all interrelated mm-hmm. and so um how holistic uh, approach can help for example how yoga or meditation can help in these conditions um, can you elaborate a little bit about that yeah so with with the thyroid so in terms of one of the common factors involved with with underactive thyroid i would say stress is definitely the biggest one and as as that goes with with many chronic illnesses yeah um so <clears throat> for example just just to go through a few basics in terms of what we need for thyroid function on the one hand we need appropriate levels of nutrients like iron selenium zinc magnesium etc and there's also many factors that can reduce that thyroid function um and stress is one of the biggest ones uh other other factors are toxins like environmental toxins you know heavy metals halogens um gut dysbiosis so when we have a imbalance of the good and the bad bacteria but mm. stress is definitely a big one um mm. so this is where obviously you know meditation and yoga is is really helpful because um the cortisol levels like high stress hormones depresses thyroid function mm-hmm. so and what's happening in in a way is that when the body is perceiving stress whether that's emotional stress or stress because of nutrient deficiencies or environmental stress it's sort of trying to do the right thing saying well this this is stress here we need to, we need to slow things down we don't want to waste away mm. um so yes it's about the diagnosis but it also take a step back and say well, why is this happening you know uh, you know symptoms of messengers what's going on here that the the thyroid gland is being slowed down mm. rather than just giving them a, a a medication um and because stress is certainly you know day to day life i think we've all normalized stress like it's just life um, yeah. but certainly obviously in the last few years is I, i would say it's there's probably more more hyperthyroidism um because of what's been going on in the last few years mm. um so i think managing our our stress and our nervous system is is so important mm. through through meditation and and restorative yoga right right not necessarily bikram <laughs> <laughs> definitely not <laughs> yoga yes <laughs> i understand that so yeah it, uh, maybe conscious awareness into movements i think we can uh, look at it from that point of view and creating uh, almost like a parasympathetic response yes. through restorative yeah. yoga or a calming practices you know so i think that is going to impact a lot yes. i and i think also with the relaxation practices will they help like you know yoga nidra or 
a guided relaxation practices and things like that yeah no definitely i think i think um like many patients i see they, they're already doing perhaps a bit of yoga meditation but often it's directing them towards a more appropriate form like more restorative hmm. uh rather than sort of you know bikram or anything that that's energy depleting we want to restore that energy and 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 we want to balance the autonomic nervous system, you know, the sympathetic versus parasympathetic. So um, doing the right type of yoga for that time. Um, mm. But yeah, the pranayama practices like alternate nostril breathing, mm. you know, e even if someone's starting out, I think even just that simple awareness of, you know, just abdominal breathing, because so many people are just breathing from, from up here and, and not, not knowing about it. So just initially that simple awareness of, of, breathing, you know, abdominal breathing, nasal breathing, mm, um, mm. correcting, you know, just looking into simple things like that. And then mm. you may just be starting off with like, you know, the box breath or abdominal breathing and, you know, mm. alternate nostril breathing. But yoga nidra is definitely something I, I recommend to a lot of people because there's often associated sleep issues as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I, you know, even in my book, like sleep chapter comes before anything else because we I really feel often we we pay too much attention to see some other aspects of lifestyle but if we get the sleep right as we know a lot of things can, can just fall into place mm -hmm. from that as well yeah um so I'm going to uh, elaborate a little bit about the breathing so those who are new to this uh, um, you know concept yeah. of what is pranayama pranayama is yogic breathing practices and alternate nostril is uh, basically you are you inhaling through one nostril exhaling through other inhaling through the uh, other nostril come exhaling through the first and that becomes one round and also just breath awareness consciously just observing breath that's what we call in yoga breath awareness and the box breath is basically, these are all beautiful techniques. Do you have them uh, in your book? You have written the book. I uh, do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. We can put the link for your books uh, book at uh, in our show notes so that people who uh, are curious about more practices, they can, you know, uh, go go to that resource. Basically, they, it's, it's accessible for them. Um, I was also curious about uh, hormonal changes, particularly from women's point of view. Uh, does that impact the thyroid uh, gland as well? Um, does it like in a monop? I have heard a lot of menopausal women going through uh, things like thyroid uh, issues and things like that. So just I was just wondering if you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. All, all hormone systems uh, affect each other. So, for example, thyroid and adrenal, there's mm. definitely a link there in terms of we know high cortisol levels, like the stress hormone, will, will depress thyroid function. Mm. Um, what, one of the common things that, that I tend to see in, um, in women is there's often what is known as estrogen dominance. So, basically, um, in let's just say the second half of the cycle before the period, yeah, there's meant to be a specific ratio of like estrogen to progesterone but mm. these days often we see higher progesterone levels and mm. that can be for many reasons but these days with, there's a lot of environmental reasons for that as well mm. um, so endocrine disruptors like plastics heavy metals etc uh, mm. the pill yeah. basically just increase the estrogen and that also can depress thyroid function as well mm. um and then, then there's obviously certain times where you get this shift in the body, like 
menopause is, is, is a common time and also mm -hmm. even after birth as well that there's an immune shift and and often people can actually develop thyroid problems but it's often put down to baby blues or postpartum mm -hmm. depression um so th th they're the sort of two times that we, we, we see it sort of like a you know an increase in, in thyroid issues mm. um and then certainly with with menopause like even though yes the estrogen might be declining but the relative estrogen to progesterone balance is still it's not still not right so you can still affect thyroid mm. um also as we get older especially after menopause when when the bones are getting weaker and the bone density reduces. Um, that we know can also, you can also get um, heavy metals and toxins being released from the bone. Mm. Because so what, what when it comes to all the environmental toxins that we're, we're exposed to, and obviously a lot more these days, it gets stored in, in sort of fat tissue and, and bone as well. And mm. so when, when we have that, that coming, you know, that, that changing, say after uh, menopause, those toxins can get released in the system and, and they, they can also affect the thyroid function as well. Okay. So how uh, can you give us some tips like how can we look after ourselves? Um, obviously, uh, if you're okay with this, if you, we can put your information uh, and they can see you, obviously, but those who are overseas, uh, maybe, uh, you know, can just get these tips and, and yeah. start working with that. So I will really appreciate if you can give some tips for people to take on board now, you know, just yeah. <laughs> starting from now. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would start off um, with the foundations of looking at all the different aspects of lifestyle. And again, there's different perspectives. Um, you yeah, know, for example, let, let's take that diet, for example, mm -hmm. um, in, in the, in the literature, for example, um, Gluten and dairy-free diets have been shown to help hypothyroidism. Now, just a quick point there that the, the something called Hashimoto's, which mm. is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid, that's the most common form of hypothyroidism that, that we see. So, mm. so basically, yes, most cases of underactive thyroid are, are autoimmune, but mm. it's only if you do the right testing that that will get diagnosed. But in yes. the studies, like, for example, gluten and dairy-free diets have been shown to help many autoimmune conditions, including Hashimoto's. Mm. Um, and, again, there's no – I wouldn't say there's one specific diet, but, you know, we want that healthy, balanced diet without the sugars and the fried foods and the processed foods, you know, plenty of, you know, sort of you know, rainbow-colored sort of vegetables and fruits and everything. Mm. Um, so just a nice, clean, balanced diet, like a Mediterranean-style diet, Mm. Um, obviously the exact diet will depend on, on the person. Yeah. Um, there's also something called the autoimmune diet, which is quite restrictive. Um, mm. but again, that has been shown to help, but that's something that really you, you want to sort of be working with someone if, if you, if you're going on that. But I guess the point is that diet does make a difference. Mm. Mm. Um, and it also depends also what else is going on with that person so if there's gut issues they may ben benefit from what is known as a low FODMAP diet for you know, mm. which is um, a diet known to be helpful for IBS yeah. um, and then of course you've got the Ayurvedic perspective as well so mm. totally different lens where you know if someone is drawn to that they can see an Ayurvedic practitioner and you know ha have a diet based on, on their on their constitution yeah. as well mm. and regardless of which diet anyone follows so I think I think getting that vata under control is yeah yeah is definitely the main thing we're so grounding foods and 
regular eating times. Yeah. Um, and yeah, making sure that there's that, that sort of fasting window between dinner and, and breakfast. So we're not just eating and eating all the time. Mm. Uh, that, that fasting period um, between dinner and breakfast the next day also allows the body to heal as well. Mm. So mm. a lot of, I mean, to be honest, a lot of, you know, w- what we now see is modern lifestyle medicine or functional medicine, a lot of it's Ayurveda. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, now we're just getting the, I guess the the science behind it is you know in terms of published papers and everything, mm. but um, yeah, as we know, regularity is the key when it comes to anything. And, and um, so, I wouldn't say there's one one diet per se. Yeah, we, we want that healthy overall diet, mm. and and that's also very individual depending on what else is going on with that someone. Mm. Um, sleep totally critical. I think yeah, sleep um, is. It, it's so important you know so much happens when we sleep we detox we heal mm. and you know we, we need approximately 78 hours of sleep so again we, we want that regular sort of bedtime and the winding down and relaxation before bed like yoga nidra or some sort of breathing practice mm. or something mm. um movement wise again any any sort of movement um but again not too much not too little because mm. too too much exercise can also be pro-inflammatory it's, it's, it can yeah. just wear out the body mm. and then too little movement just gives that stagnation so um again if people are very fatigued that's the last thing on their mind but you know even any any simple movement can, can be good it, just simple restorative yoga postures yeah. for example gentle walking is, is totally fine and and someone can build that up they don't they shouldn't feel that they need to go to the gym or or, or, or do anything um, in, intensive. Mm. It's about working with your body and seeing mm. seeing what feels right. Um, obviously, yeah, environmental toxins. There's that, that's something that you know we're seeing a lot more of these days, and is <clears throat> probably is a big component of of a lot of chronic illness that we're seeing today. Mm. So simple things like you know trying to avoid plastics because the plastics have been known to be endocrine disruptors. In relation mm. to thyroid, as well as, as as well as contributing towards excess estrogen, mm. um, so you know simple things like you know just try and have coffee in a normal cup, not a takeaway cup, and mm. you know not heating foods in plastic and, and so forth. Mm. Um, so I, I'm smiling ear to ear because uh, it's basically Ayurveda's advice. You know, according yeah. to Ayurveda. Uh, a lot of diseases are basically lifestyle diseases. And uh, if we start consciously looking into like, how is our digestion? And the first thing, as you know, in Ayurveda, we ask, how is your digestion? You yeah. know, uh, even yeah. though it's a little bit awkward question, <laughs> but that's the first thing we yeah. ask because that uh, that is very important. And so uh, my uh, Ayurveda teacher, Dr. Vasant Lad says that science is catching up. You yeah. know, science is catching totally. up. Uh, Ayurveda totally. has this total same understanding about like it's very individual. Not yeah. everything will fit for everyone. You know, there is no box yeah. like that which will like okay, here you go, yeah. have this, and you will be resolved. And yeah. so we can see that that's happening in uh, uh, in a lot of understanding. I think holistic way of looking at life. Yeah. And uh, so these uh, tips are very helpful. I think, you know, people can just start like we don't have to know Ayurveda, but these are very common sense. Yeah. You know, they yeah. can start there looking at like, how can you reduce your constipation? And yeah. rather than going for 
constipation medication can you have like a more water and diet which is yeah. that's such a beautiful suggestion i really like it and i heard about mediterranean diet and that uh, that helps uh, like it's it's a doable it's it's uh, it has more you know possible to include in life yeah um so that's that's a good suggestion like i i love all these suggestions and the movements fantastic like um Uh, yoga is you know not the <laughs> crazy yoga but the uh, yoga which is uh, gentle which is uh, really good relaxing practices i think that's combination of yoga ayurveda yeah. can be really really helpful so do you design like how does the say for example a client comes to you uh, so how do you like kind of like treat can i ask like you yeah. know do you design practices for them like how does it work yeah so you can approach then uh, a gp right like or common uh, like doctor we go to so th- i wanted to understand like how does it work uh, like a holistic you know understanding uh, so yeah thanks yeah so i i now work um in a way that that's, that's very different to, to how i used to work you know it's, it's not 10 minutes anymore it's you know when i'm seeing someone initially it's usually for for an hour and um we 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 definitely go through all, all all the lifestyle um elements like you know talk about diet exercise sleep stress management toxins mm-hmm. um gut health obviously is a is, is a big one gut health is central to thyroid health and um just just quickly going back to what you were saying there's there's now also a lot more research on the gut thyroid connection and everything like that as well but um so always consider the lifestyle as foundation and and i do find that in most in in many cases it's it's a case of um you know you know if if they are doing yoga you know we need to go to more restorative practices um i i i suggest you know certain you know, yoga channels and things like that so they can potentially do a little bit of yoga at home or mm. or that they find somewhere locally that that's a gentle hatha or or a restorative class or even even just simple postures and i i mentioned that in the book as well even just that the legs up the wall or mm. you know just just shavasana just simple doesn't have to take long you know i think yeah. that's also the key thing that you can get overwhelmed with all this advice but you know start with 2 minutes start with 5 minutes it doesn't have to be a 1 hour yoga class and mm. you know um mm. but even just getting into that habit of doing a few minutes you know before bedtime or Uh, or or in the afternoon mm. um so those sort of simple postures or or a routine through like a yoga channel mm. um and often yeah people may be having it yeah for example if they're having um you know sort of irregular eating times that is just is trying to regulate that that eating time so you're not eating too late or missing your meals because obviously that that's not great with with the vata because a lot lot of people have that sort of vata imbalance as well mm-hmm. um so making sure that you know again simple things like you know regular eating times grounding foods warm foods not having cold water mm-hmm. so you can you can start off with, with simple things like that mm-hmm. um so certainly a lot of that advice can be given often just after that first appointment when you when you found out what their life is is like mm-hmm. um and then further changes obviously do blood tests just, just to look at you know thyroid adrenal you know the sex hormones metabolic markers inflammatory markers or immune markers we do a full comprehensive set of bloods so we know <clears throat> what what's yeah you know, we know the whole picture 
and we're mm. not just just looking at the thyroid because everything is interrelated. Mm. And probably the, one of the most common tests in terms of functional tests that do be on the blood test is looking at the gut microbiome. So we now mm. have these stool tests we can do, which look at the gut microbiome, bacteria, parasites, viruses, fungi, and mm. they also give some digestive markers like digestive enzymes and something called zonulin, which is a marker of leaky gut. Mm. So th there's a lot more testing we can do, but I normally sort of just just do do um, as, as appropriate as well. Mm. Mm. That's such a wonderful approach. I mean, the gut uh, is uh, nowadays they're calling it second brain or how yeah. important it is. And mm. microbiome is uh, like, you know, that understanding is it's actually really important. Uh, you know, so people don't even know that uh, a lot of time that, you know, how going regularly every day to toilet in the yeah. it's, it's it's so essential for our system. Um, and and that's why Ayurveda's first thing is how is your bowel movement? That's the question, you know, yeah. that, or that should be. And uh, so um, I can see that this is this is uh, your approach is very helpful because it's uh, uh, it's a, it's a common sense basically, isn't it? I mean, yeah. same thing. Ayurveda is also common sense. Like we start to look at our lifestyle, we start noticing that okay digestion is not working we are going to start bringing you know positive approach towards that how can i bring in without really feeling uh, judgment or feeling guilty about it just start small yeah. steps. so that was a good advice yeah. and uh, i think it's a doable like two minutes yoga to begin with if you have and i think yeah. people will see how that will reduce their stress you know because it's amazing for reduction. Like legs up the wall is my yes. favorite pose. So <laughs> it's really <Yeah>. good. <laughs> good for stress relief. Uh, I, when I wasn't well with the Ross River, I did legs up the chair a lot uh, because I couldn't even yeah. straighten my legs at that yeah. point. So just legs up the chair and that was fantastic. Like it was just relaxing. So like modifications like that, you know, yeah. um, uh, any, anything else you want to uh, tell our listeners? Anything about like what comes in your mind? Uh, what you want to share a little bit more about yeah. uh, and things like that? Yeah, I think I think about also living in alignment as well. Mm. You know, so this is a different perspective. I mean, it's good to look at all the the science and all the functional testing and the blood tests and everything, but just have this other lens and perspective as well that you know often we, we get symptoms because we're not living in a balance. And mm. obviously, you know, we, we can we can discuss all the different aspects of lifestyle, but often, you know, people may not be doing the work that is aligned to them, or they may be in a relationship that's not aligned to them or something. And I think it's, it's a good opportunity to, to, to look at, you know, are you living in alignment? And mm. another perspective, I guess, is obviously the, the you know, the throat chakra, it's all about expression and creativity, mm. communication, you know, is there something in life where, where that needs to change? Mm. And it's also the bit between the head and the heart. Um, mm. Is there conflict there? So it's just another, I guess, perspective, Yeah, which I think is really important. And, you know, and I, I know also from my journey, you know, as, as I started to do something that I enjoyed and I felt more aligned with mm. rather than, um how i was practicing back in 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 london um yeah i think you know living in that divine flow mm. 
Hmm. Well. Yeah. And uh, so from yogic point of view, uh, like yoga therapy point of view, uh, that's what I will look into. If someone comes to me, I will look into what's happening with the throat chakra, the concept of like, you know, um, I will tune into like what's holding them back, their heart and, and brain connection, because that's that's what it is. And also from Ayurvedic point of view, what's happening with the gut, what's happening with the whole being. And so it's I'm so like enjoying this conversation because it's we are on the same page, basically, you know. Yeah. And so I'm so happy that you have written this book because this is going to help so many people, you know. Uh, I have a question though, and, and this came up in my mind. So, because uh, I think I need to ask this to you. So, some of my clients who had a thyroid, they kind of like use it as a uh, almost excuse uh, that you know something to blame to. Like I have thyroid, so you know I don't. So, kind of like a blame game happens. So, if that kind of mindset ha- is there, like how do you? Um, am I putting you on spot of your yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting one I, I, I know what you mean and I think um, I, I've seen that certainly in, in people with other say mental health conditions as well that it, you know, this is what I've got it runs in the family it's genetic and it's almost yeah. like putting the blame onto something else but um, yeah it's it's it is about taking that responsibility yes there may be genetic reasons you know yeah as with any illness um Mm. but it is about taking that responsibility because there's there's a lot that we can do as well um you know even when it comes to um conditions which which have a say genetic basis there's a a common phrase which i like about how genes load the gun the environment pulls the trigger you know Mm. taking that control back that you know certain things we can't change but there's a lot that we can Mm, mm, um mm. it's yeah how to how to fix that mindset it's 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 a difficult one but yeah. i think even bringing that into awareness when speaking to someone yeah um yeah. maybe even going back to trauma and childhood trauma yeah, yeah. um and again that that's also something that i mentioned in the book that um you know because there's been so much more research on you know adverse childhood experiences and you know huge studies on on how events even before like the age of 17 can can increase the risk of chronic illness into adulthood yeah, yeah. um so i think often people can bury so much in the subconscious hmm. um so yeah no easy answer but i think often it can come back to trauma from the past as well yeah yeah yeah. yeah, and I asked this, I mean, I wasn't meant, I, I didn't want to put you on spot. It's just that uh, the, the clients who came to me, I uh, uh, like half of them have this kind of like, you know, uh, particularly with the thyroid thing, oh, they kind of like, uh, oh, I have no excuse and I can blame thyroid. Obviously, we worked with the mind, we work with emotions uh, through yoga and the practices and self-realization came into that uh, after uh, regular practices that no, it's okay. I can take charge of my health, yeah. uh, but it, it, it takes a time. It's just that um, I just thought I will put it there some, you know, in, in this yeah. podcast as well, because um, if you notice that that's happening, like if, if blame game is happening, it's basically again, conscious awareness you know like yeah. what are we doing about our own health yeah getting in charge i think that's the way to look at i think that that's what holistic wellness is basically you take 
charge of your own health so rather than taking a pill and yes yeah. <laughs> trying to say oh yeah. okay i take a pill it should resolve everything <laughs> yeah yeah and and even in in patients who who say that they are on medication like thyroxine so as we <clears throat> over time and, and you know, this is it's not an instant thing but over over months to, to years often what we find is as they you know address all those lifestyle factors like sleep and stress management uh, mm-hmm. and, and again that might involve you know just not just just their own practice but even seeing a seeing a psychologist or a counselor addressing any past trauma um, but as they start to address those lifestyle things or they may change their work and they're living with in more alignment mm-hmm. um, or in a better sort of home situation that over time because the, the thyroid gland you know, the body is able to do what it's meant to do itself that over time they're, they're the medication dose reduces. So mm. we, we don't need to give as much. And in some cases, they may not need it at all. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah. So again, it's not to say people just stop any medication it, because all, all those changes will, will, will take time. Yeah. But there are, there are people who, who have been able to at least reduce their dose and in mm. some cases come off it altogether. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. But yeah, uh, make sure uh, those who are listeners, make sure that you you do this with your doctors, you know, uh, like uh, going to a doctor like Amy, who will help you, you know, don't don't stop your medication without, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, so yeah. just be mindful that you need uh, uh, guidance in this to do that, you know, and uh, win off very slowly with the yeah. doctor's advice. So, <laughs> and, and as, as we know, there's so many, like nutrients and herbs and you know other other therapies out there that, that can, can really help as well and if you're just you're know, just looking at the biochemistry and everything you know, if we, we give the thyroid gland the nutrients it needs you know, there's so many wonderful herbs like you know, ashwagandha tulsi mm. you know brahmi there's, there's all, so much so much evidence for that for them as well now so yeah it, i guess it also depends how open people are to to using to change their lifestyle factors or taking other nutrients and herbs or you know other other types of allied health uh, modalities yeah. out there that can help as well yeah and these herbs are now you can see like in the tea forms mm. and you know so uh you know that's that's like it is available it's not like you know these are not available if they're open for it, it they, they're quite amazing uh with the ashwagandha though uh if you're taking it, uh, sh- it shouldn't be constantly, regularly. There should be break, like after two months or so, take a pause for uh, two, three weeks, and then you can start again because this is not something you should take regularly. But other other herbs are fine. But again, make sure that you go through yeah. a doctor who understand all this, you know, or, or Ayurveda practitioner. Yeah. So in Ayurveda, we actually do the herbs as a last resort. Like, you know, we'll, we'll go through the lifestyle changes first and uh, bring in more physical awareness and movements and things like that. I think that's what exactly you your approach is. So uh, it's wonderful, you know, and then it is all backing up with the, your research work, your, you know, exploration, your studies. So it's amazing, you know, how this is going to be beneficial for so many people. Thank you for doing this. Uh, do you have a website or like how can, if uh, if someone wants to contact you, 
uh, or want to work with you? Like, how is how can we do that? Uh, do you have a website or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I have my own website, which is just uh, dramygajar.com. So D R A M Y G A J A R. Um, so all the all the information around appointments is on there as well, um, and I'm also on, on on Instagram and Facebook as well. So I'll put all this information, all these uh, in our show notes. So you can, you know, uh, follow Amy and you can, if you want, if you're in Australia, uh, you can uh, take appointment or things like that. So thank you so much for being here, Amy. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate what you're doing. Amazing work. Uh, is there anything new in pipeline? Uh, anything else? I definitely want to write more books, but right. I'm still, yeah, still working on that. But th th there will be more, more books in the future, for sure. Wonderful. Looking forward yeah. to that. Thank you so much for being here. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate that, that you're taking this time out of your day. Don't forget to subscribe. Take care. Bye for now.